2: Details.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to an episode of the knee jerk reaction show, as I call it, as we talk about the game that was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week 14 now in the books. The Pittsburgh Steelers in a ridiculously crazy football game. The Steelers had the lead early. They give up the lead. They come from behind in another Chris Boswell game winning field goal to beat the Baltimore Ravens and clinch the AFC North Championship. Join me tonight is Lance Williams, my usual co-host for The Standard is a Standard on Wednesday. Lance, how are you this afternoon, evening out there on the West Coast? And just give me your quick thoughts on this game. It was insane.
3: Shea, leave. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 man, look, what, I, I said it last week. The one thing that I know about this particular football team is that it's a resilient bunch. That, that's a gritty bunch. Sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes the tackling, goodness gracious, Sean Davis, mm-hmm. is absolutely terrible. But it's a resilient yeah. bunch, man. Shay leave. That's all I can say. Like, I'm exasperated. I'm like, I mean, I, if you guys listen to the show, you, you, you know. Yeah. Jeff is joy. Uh-huh. And I'm misery. And I'm misery. And I'm going to tell you that it's very difficult to be joyous. It's very difficult to have, to, to be optimistic. This shit is hard. I'm telling you it's hard. It's really hard. I was optimistic the whole game. It was looking bad. I got nervous. I started cooking vegetables and rice, heating up some chicken, because I was like, gee, man, these, Shay, leave, come on.
4: Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
3: It's hard being optimistic, but this is a gritty football team. That's an excellent win. They got to correct a whole bunch of stuff. But win and correct, baby. Win and correct.
1: Well, but let's, let's look at this from an outsider's perspective. Go back to the beginning of the season, okay? We're not 13 games into this thing. We're at the beginning of the season. What is everyone saying? The Steelers' offense is going to have to put up a lot of points because the defense just isn't there yet. It's just not that great. That's exactly what happened tonight. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the Steelers' offense went into a lull uh, in the second, towards the end of the second and third quarters, but they put up 39 points on a very good Ravens' defense. But not only did they put up 39 points – Ben Roethlisberger throws for over 500. I believe that's the first time that's ever happened against the Ravens. It's the third time in his career he's done so. Antonio Brown went over 200. Uh, Le'Veon Bell rushed, I think, for 77 uh, and had two touchdowns. This offense was dynamic. They were explosive. And there was a point where I'm sorry. They did whatever they wanted to do. Now, like I said, in the second half, especially the third quarter, uh, several three-and-outs, it wasn't pretty. They didn't make adjustments. They got away from what was working. But then you saw them get right back to what they were doing. And I'll tell you what, this Pittsburgh Steelers offense continues to get better every single week. And if they have to win in shootouts, they're proving now that they can do that. You hope they don't have to but they're proving that they can if they need to. Um, Lance, you're a defensive guy. I know that Mike Tomlin in his post-game press conference talked about how the, the team is still trying to figure out life without 50, meaning Ryan Shazier. Uh, they had some Sean Spence in there. Uh, LJ Fort saw some time. Uh, Arthur Motes saw some time at inside linebacker. It seemed like they were trying any all the different mixes and matches they could. What do you think is the best scenario – for them moving forward obviously is not coming back anytime soon
3: I'm going to get to that question Jeff but to your point about the offense let, let
1: me just That's read team. this oh, there you're, there good okay
3: i'm going to get to your point Jeff about the defense but let me just read these stats on the offense Ben yeah, Roethlisberger sure, right. 66 attempt 44 completions 506 two touchdowns incredibly he only had a rating of 99.7 AB, 18 targets, 11 receptions, 213. Jesse James, 12 targets, 10 receptions, 97. Le'Veon, 10 targets, 9 receptions, 77. I mean, they did everything that they wanted, like you said, Jeff, against the Ravens. The only My only knock was situational football. That defense was in pure survival mode. The running on first down on several series in a row, it, it that was puzzling. But on the defensive end, you can't play Arthur Motes inside anymore. He just can't get to the edge. And, and, and what you saw with Ryan Chazier, and I always called Troy Palomalu this, Troy was the eraser. Troy was the eraser on the defense where if, if somebody was in a bad run fit or somebody missed a tackle – He cleaned it up where it wasn't 15 or 17 yards. It was six. Ryan Shazier was also that eraser for this Steeler defense. That eraser is gone. Motes is not the guy. Motes can't do it inside. I think you're going to have to go with A.J. and Sean Spence, or I think you're going to have to play more dime. Maybe you play Wilcox in the middle. Maybe you go a little bit lighter but you put more speed, but but the one thing that you notice in this game is regardless of Shazier is there or not, you just got to tackle. you got to tackle, and you've got to do your job. If you do those things, you can mitigate some of the loss of Shazier just by being disciplined and tackling and getting guys to the ground. But, you know, the unique ability of Shazier is – shazier can see it and then go get it With a sean spence he has to go to get there he doesn't have that step to make it up so you know they're gonna have to figure it out i think you go with aj and i think you go with sean spence on the inside
1: i personally for me i, I look at this and i i think that the improvement it starts in front of the linebackers. Uh, tonight, tonight, you're, you're so used to seeing Cameron Hayward and Stephon Tua just take over games, and they didn't. They didn't. They were getting pushed around. Cam Hayward looked like in the second half on several plays he was guessing um, instead of just taking his man straight up the field, forcing the running back to move, let it, allowing those run fits behind him to adjust accordingly, and it was leaving these gaping holes. Not a good game for Hayward. Not a good game for Tua. I thought it was a great game for TJ Watt. Um, I thought he was good in run defense, and that's something everyone says. Oh, he's not that good in run defense. Statistically, he's he's very good. Uh, he's he's doing better than most people think. And he got he got to Flacco. He was the only one that gets to Flacco. Uh, and obviously, with the big um, pressure slash strip sack uh, there to end the game, uh, which you know just just horrible. You know, the one thing I want to talk about too, and Lance. Uh, I really don't like to do this. I, I don't. And, and those that listen to the show on Wednesday nights know that I don't like giving players an excuse, but I'm sorry the officiating in this game and some of the officiating all year has been s- suspect at best. Um, some of the pass interference calls. I thought that the second yeah. personal foul on Sean Davis, where he didn't know if Ben Watson even caught the football tackles him to the ground and they throw the flag um i i just i i don't it's tough for me to understand how a player knows how to play the game because artie burns in that one position has perfect position mike wallace stops running because joe flacco throws it 20 yards out of bounds and they still throw the flag i don't blame artie burns for being extremely pissed you can't take your helmet off but i i don't blame him for that um do you think that is the steelers stigma because a lot of people say that the, the the league, the teams, hate hate the Steelers, or do you think that it's just a matter of the Steelers' defense isn't that good? They're putting themselves in poor situations and positions on the football field. I do, is this secondary? If Joe Hayden does come back, is this secondary good enough to get the job done?
3: I think it is. I, I think, and to your point about the front three, the combination of Alou uh Hayward, Hargrave, uh, and those guys at record ralph Uh, to those guys up front, is when you don't have trust in the guys behind you, you start trying to do not your job and do too much. And because you're doing too much, it compromises other guys behind you. And, and, And I think that's what you saw. Hopefully, going into the Patriot game, you'll see a lot more trust up front Guys do their job, stay in their run fits, and just have the trust that the guys behind them can do their job. I think if Joe Hayden comes back, I think the secondary is solid. You know, the combination of Sutton and Sensabaugh, like we said, they're Snickers and Twix. I mean, they're the candy bars. And But I I think some of it is just about – being disciplined and being sound and doing your job i mean you look at sean davis he's squatting on a go route i mean you just can't squat on a go route you can't flip your hips in time to recover and you're going to get beat you can't squat on that you just got to retreat and play sound technique so i think some of that is cleaning up that technique and i think the secondary is solid when joe hayden comes back
1: yeah and so let's talk big picture here um i think it's for the, for the first time, I, I guess second time, I think it, on Thursday night when the Steelers beat the Titans, um, on the first this is the second time that the Steelers have put pressure now on the New England Patriots uh, because the Patriots don't play till Monday night. They go down to Miami to play the Dolphins, and it reminds me of and you might remember this, Lance. It might not. I'm sure you do. In 2004, Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year. um, They had beaten the Patriots and the Eagles, both were four uh, undefeated teams, coming into Heinz Field that year. Uh, And it was was just like this situation where both teams were neck and neck in terms of their record, who was going to get the number one seed. And I'll never forget, on Monday Night Football, the, the Patriots went down to Miami and lost in a stunner. The Miami yep. Dolphins wore these horrible, ugly, orange, orange highlight, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 terrible. highlighter uniforms, and they beat them. They upset them, and the Steelers ended up getting the first round or first number one seed. We all know how that played out. I don't want to talk about that. Um, but still, um, they there's a chance they lose with the game. But if not, I want to say for the fans out there, the big picture is this win was gigantic. Because if the Steelers would have lost this game, and they would have lost next week against the New England Patriots. And I'm not saying that they are. I'm not saying that's my pick or prediction. I'm not saying that. That would have given them four losses. The Jacksonville Jaguars would have then leapfrogged the Steelers in the standings if they win their next two. And I'm pretty sure they have a powder puff schedule the rest of the way until their final game against Tennessee. And they have the head to head win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. This win prevents that situation from happening in the near future a huge win for the Steelers in the AFC playoff picture they clinched the AFC North title um Lance what do you think about the i, I in my opinion i just want them to get a bye I, i'd love to them to have a, a, the number 1 seed but i just want the, the steelers have a, a bye no. give them a week off but i understand the number no. 1 seed is the ultimate thing what do you think no, no, no. no
3: first of all the whole Jacksonville scenario Blake Bortles played well today but Blake is ass. I mean, we all know Blake Bortles is ass. I mean, he's terrible. I mean, he's yeah. not a, he's not a consistent player. So they're in, never they're in
1: a bad division and they're going to win their games down the stretch. They're going to make the playoffs.
3: They're going to make the playoffs. But 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 who knows how he plays? Look, Jeff, I'm yeah. going to be greedy, man. I'm a, I'm going to be dilly dilly. I, I just want it all. I I know that the Steelers are not going to beat the Patriots in Foxborough in the playoffs. Nobody beats the Patriots in Foxborough in the playoffs except The Ray Lewis led Baltimore Ravens. And guess what? The Steelers don't have Ray Lewis, and they're not the Ravens. Steelers need to be at home to win a seventh Super Bowl. They need to win next week. You can't do what they did tonight on the road when your defense is absolutely trash and your quarterback has to put on a Hall of Fame cape and get it done. You can only do that at home. They need to win next week secure home-field advantage, and go get that seventh Lombardi, Shea leave.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. I'm just looking at a big picture. Um, I I think that the Steelers, man, this is going to be that us-against-the-world game coming up. And I don't want to do too much previewing for next week because we do that on Wednesday nights. But this is really setting itself up for the the us-against-the-world, especially the defense. Because here comes Tom Brady. Here comes uh, Bill Belichick. And when everyone thinks that they're going to run all over the... the, Everyone is basically already saying on social media that the Patriots are going to get to do whatever they want. They want to throw it. They can throw it. They want to run it. They can run it. It doesn't matter. And I think that the Steelers are going to play well. I really do. I think the offense is clicking. I think this offense is turning into the juggernaut we once thought it was. And hey, I bashed them early in the season, but better late than Neverland's better late than never i don't know there's still some head scratching moments you talked about play calling on that final uh drive where they could have run the ball twice they didn't end up Come getting any, any more yards that was bad that's poor that's game terrible. management. but uh i've just been impressed I, I i just don't know how a defensive coordinator plans to stop this offense um because even when you take Antonio Brown out of the play, it's Le'Veon Bell that torches you. Juju Smith-Schuster comes back next week. He wasn't injured; he was just suspended. That's another weapon. I like him over Eli Rogers any day of the week, and twice on Sunday. So, um, I don't know. What are your final thoughts here, Lance? Before we call it a show.
3: Well, you know what I said last week, you know when I was having my uh, you know anti-misery moment. Uh, You know, I may need to shift back into misery on Wednesday to get back into our familiar roles. But I said, look, man, get aggressive. Just be aggressive. You have dominant playmakers. They don't have people to hold up. Spread these boys out and go get them. Period. It It doesn't have to be cute. We've got better playmakers. They don't get pressure. Spread this out. Look, man, Tom is going to score 24 to 35 points. Let's go get 40. Light these boys up, make them defend one-on-one, and go at them. Period.
1: And that's that's what I didn't get about tonight. Uh, what was working, they abandoned. For some reason, some ungodly reason, when they're spreading the Ravens out and Antonio Brown is having his way with whoever's lined up against him, regardless of what Chris were told you during the broadcast, um, the, the Steelers decide to go heavy. They're bringing in the extra tackle. They're they're throwing out Roosevelt Knicks. And I'm sitting here thinking, why are you doing this? When everything that you had been doing is working, why would you stop? Now, when they started sending more pressure, I get that that might stymie a few drives. But ultimately, why would you stop doing what you're doing? It was just – it's mind-boggling. Like you said, they're going to have to stick with the plan uh, next week against the New England Patriots. But you know what? That is it. another discussion for Wednesday. I think it's going to be a great show. The standard is a standard. Make sure you check us out. It's typically around 9 o'clock. We don't really have a set time. But follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. You'll get a notification when we go live. Lance, final comments before you. Uh, we call it an evening.
3: Make sure you guys listen to the show on Wednesday. We may have a very special guest. We're trying to tee that up for you guys Wednesday because of the big nature of the Patriot game. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Absolutely. And Dilly Dilly, Shea Leave. Hey, awesome victory.
1: Yeah, pretty cool to hear if you haven't yet that the Steelers FaceTime Ryan Shazier right after the game. Uh the several players are planning on visiting him tonight to give him his AFC North Championship hat and t-shirt. So uh, cool news. Uh, some good news on Chase here this morning that he's showing some improvement in the hospital. It's gradual. It's slow-moving, but it's improvement nonetheless. So good, good for him. We continue to pray. Send our positive thoughts out to him. Lance, thanks for spending the time. It's early morning here on the East Coast. Uh, make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We'll see you on Wednesday for The Standard is the
2: Standard. When it rains, hit the lathes. Experience the best in weatherproof fun at Bolero. Bowl, play games, and treat your taste buds to Bolero's signature menu. Don't get wet, go bowling. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials.